SAFM leading the conversation. The viewpoint on SAFM with Songezomapeke. Monday to Thursday, 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. Mr. Tom Konazi is on the line, CEO of the Wholesale and Retail CETA. That's the Sector Education Training Authority. COVID-19 has really changed a lot of things, if not everything, and it has got industries rethinking their business-as-usual models. Of course, there is, this is no different for the wholesale and retail industry. Thinking and talking about that in Dadem Konazi, listen to this. This is Klabiso Nalo M. Tata saying, Good evening, Bungane, and to Sanusha Naidu. This was a conversation, of course, on China that we just had. Well, the occupation of the continent by the Chinese raises one's eyebrows because if you look at the bloodbath of jobs in South Africa and across the continent, it is the manufacturing industry where China China seems to dominate. And as a consequence, we have huge challenges of having to import everything from China. Even a mere plastic bag, things that can be done on the continent are now being imported from China. Chinese are exploiting the African continent, at least if not entirely accurate to the sentiment expressed there by Glabiso as somebody in the wholesale and retail sector in particular. It must be a concern, surely. Good evening, and um, and thank you very much, uh, Songhezo, um, and good evening to the viewers. And um, and thanks for the, um, for the intro and, <laughs> and the question um, that, that you've raised. Um, it's true um, that China has uh, actually um, played a, a, a huge role in terms of what, what is happening in our industry in terms of local um, manufacturing. However, COVID-19 has actually presented a golden opportunity um, for us, um, which is probably unexpected um, uh, by allowing our local manufacturing industry, uh, which do fall within the uh, wholesale and retail uh, value chain um, with with the increase in uh, personal protective equipment and products, sanitizers. So so there's a lot of opportunity at the moment with maps. For example, I'm sure you have uh, seen on TV um, that the uh, textile industry um, is now um, working full steam um, in, in manufacturing the, the mask. So for us, in the wholesale retail theater value chain, we have to then support um, our businesses uh, and ensure that um, all these um, equipment that we are talking about are available for, um, for, for people to be able to buy them. And, and create that form of convenience. Um, as we have seen, a lot of our people have to travel far and stand in, in big queues. So from a wholesale and retail sector point of view, we have programs where we would like to support informal traders, small businesses, and to create that convenience and the close proximity for people to be able to um, to, to have all businesses that I'm talking about and that are important now um, uh, for, for them to be available easier and people are able to buy it. When we talk about big business and small business and especially locally 
I mean, local operators in the wholesale and retail sector. As one who has to look at both with almost equal objectivity, where are you more likely to lean for the purposes of notwithstanding the fact that they are both vulnerable? It is what I put to you that it is the smaller businesses that are especially more vulnerable, sort of your local economic development space operators. Should we not look as a CETA, as government, as policymakers, look to save those smaller industries or smaller businesses, retailers in particular, first or before we go to big business? Or is the fact that big business with the financial pull and muscle and their contribution to the economy at large, should they be looked at first for the purposes of rescue? Uh, My view is that we need to create a balance. Um, because one, remember, big business create em- employment. So, um, so we therefore have to ensure that we create that job retention. Um, and so, in our thinking, um, as a CETA, we are looking at uh, at interventions at the moment. Remember, as a CETA, we have to now reprioritize um, our programs. We're looking at, 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 at two aspects. We're looking at an, uh, an aspect for big business so that they can. Um, uh, keep the jobs, job retention. So there we would like to focus on reskilling and multi-skilling so that people are kept um, in the jobs and also other interventions like your temporary and, and um, 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 uh, temporary employee and um, um, uh, an employer relief scheme with the UIF where uh, the employer um, um, pays the uh, UIF pays uh, part of the wage and we assist uh, with training. We also um, are of the view that, uh, again, small uh, businesses need to be supported because those are the ones that are going to really fill the pinch and, 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 and will be hardest hit. So in, in our thinking and the reprioritization program that we want to put in place, we would like to focus um, and ensure that we focus on small businesses, informal traders, and cooperatives, NGOs, and all those smaller um, enterprises. Because they are, I agree with you, are much more vulnerable um, than, than big business. However, we have to create that balance because we have to create ensure that um, we, we keep people working and at the same time support uh, the, the small businesses and and the informal trader. Sure. You know, on average, we have about what's anything between 18 and 20 million beneficiaries of the social grant. And with this 350 that is now available to persons who are not on any grant and in employment, that figure is well above 20 million. In fact, when you look at the fact that South Africa's unemployment figures are sitting about 30%, we're talking about somewhat 25 million South Africans potentially are on mm. a social grant. Could we then not engage as the CETA together with small business development and the economic cluster at large that these grant recipients, instead of getting 100% the cash value of that grant, an allotment of that, a percentage be allotted towards stamps or vouchers redeemed within a radius of whatever from where they reside to boost small businesses, to boost local economic development, to make that money circulate in that region that much more. It is said, and I don't know how true this is, that for real improvements to take place or for economic development to take place, 
that money has to circulate in that particular region, some as many as seven to ten times, depending on who is doing the analysis. Now, as a start of making sure these businesses survive, are vouchers not an option for, what, 25 million South Africans who are reliant on social grounds? I mean, I wouldn't agree with you more um, on that. I mean, we've already started um, with an interdepartmental uh, task team where we've engaged uh, the small business development in terms of supporting the SMEs and, uh, and, the, um, and, and, the, and, and the informal traders. So, um, and uh, I mean, I, I, I did not even think about what you, what you are presenting. However, that sounds really like a, a, a good idea because we, can, we are all in one um, uh, government uh, department. So yes. why not work together and, 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 and ensure that the money rotates within this environment? We as a CETA, we support in terms of ensuring that the small trade, informal traders, the SMEs understand the whole supply chain process, they understand um, stock taking, they understand what what is required, what is available, what are the needs of the people, how can we assist our Google out there in terms of distribution because they are vulnerable, because there could be a process of where we put in place in terms of saying, okay, um, we're, putting, we're putting in a process of ensuring that there is distribution that is taking place. We already know what GOGO requires uh, for these social grants or, um, uh, you know, a household. I mean, mm, mm. I agree with you. Um, we, we, we just need to sit and think about it. And I think this environment right now is putting us into that situation where we need to be sitting around the table and, and see how we can maximize um, this opportunity that we have. I appreciate that. Here's another thing that I can put to you, and I want you to really engage me on that because, I mean, this, I think, is one of the great losses of the transformative project from apartheid to democratic South Africa. I speak about the region that I'm most familiar with, the former border or the border region of the Eastern Cape or Siskai region of the Eastern Cape, if you will. Yeah. Dimbaza, yeah. King Williamstown, Danzane, and Ehewu. There were many factories owned by the Chinese or the Indians or even the Afrikaans communities that were quasi-state-sponsored industrial hubs or centers that provided for the people of Mdanzane, for the people of Dimbaza, of Zuelicha, of Sada, employment there. They didn't have to incur the expenses of moving away to the urban centers for employment. Employment was there where they were. If not 100%, very close to 100% of all those industrial centers have closed down. Why? Because it was a legacy of apartheid. And I think that mentality that came with that was, we're going to start afresh with everything. Of course, we have seen what has since happened. Manufacturing Mm. is not taking place. Whilst I'm not suggesting we as a population of 50 million people can compete with the Chinese of 1.6 billion, we certainly can put food on the table locally, domestically for our people. Is this COVID not an opportunity, for instance, to look at the medical supplies that are in demand but are in short supply, your PPEs, for instance, and Mm -hmm. say, whatever it takes, we are now going to own medical supplies in response to COVID and other shortcomings within the public healthcare sector, which can also provide for the private healthcare sector. What is the conversation, if at all, that's taking place in line with what I've asked in the wholesale and retail services CETA. Yeah, remember we we the wholesale and retail um, 
sector education and training um, authority focuses mostly on trade, distribution, supply chain, and ensuring that we we we, um, we, 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 we sell what is available and make sure that it's available for people that are, uh, are selling the stuff. However, um, it, 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 last year, sometime I was making a presentation in the, in the National um, Skills Authority Conference where I made a point about the fact that within the CITAS themselves, there need to be collaboration because we work within this whole value chain. Um, uh, for, uh, uh, you know, people that build, that build the furniture, we sell it. Um, uh, 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 a person that is um, manufacturing um, beer, we sell it. Um, uh, someone that is manufacturing whatever food, we, we, we do it. So, and, and I think there are conversations within um, gov- government uh, in terms of how we can then all work together. However, I think we have to accept the fact that we have not gotten there. Um, what do you attribute to those failures? Because you've said twice now you have to accept that, well, you've just said we have to accept we haven't gotten there, and there are yeah. these conversations. Are these conversations new? How long have these conversations been happening? Because what I can tell you is the plight has been for as long as this democratic project has been on. People have mm. for a mm. long time been starving. Well, uh, if you look at our NSDP, which is the National Skills Development Plan, and mm. um, that started on first of April, um, it does emphasize this. Um, so it means there is a recognition uh, of that. Obviously, we've just started from the first of April, so I think we were now going to see moving forward how we then work together. I'm already working very well between the agricultural theater and the food theater because we are in the same value chain. So we're doing very well and um, we're getting all the stakeholders together in time to ensure that how do we then um, assist with each other. So these conversations are starting um, to happen. However, as I said, you know, um, all these things will, will take time for them to get to where they are supposed to be getting to. Is that what the people of South Africa should take out of this conversation? That these things will take time? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I, I'm saying that at least now there is a thinking and there is a plan in place. And and I think there are some people like myself that are really passionate about this, and that will therefore ensure, um, with the support of all the stakeholders, obviously, and um, that we move forward. So, and I don't think. Um, we should take the issue of, of taking time. I said it has taken time because I mean, really, mm. how long how long have we been um, in government? We've been in government for a longer period of time, but I think now it's not. Um, we don't have any excuse anymore, and um, we have to move forward. Fantastic. I'll leave it there. Thank you so much, Mklegazi, Mr. Tom Mkwanazi, CEO yes. of the Wholesale and Retail CETA. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank e- you very much. Excellent. Yeah, thanks, thanks for the opportunity. No, thanks. And, and, and we will gladly have you back because we want to know how these conversations are taking place, how they are shaping and what is being put on the urgent, on the priority list, because especially in these times, well, these are just hunger times. We yeah. need to know that employment will be offered. We need to know that South African markets, wholesale and retail in particular, is going to be there for the purposes of providing jobs and providing goods that are cheap, that do not contemplate the supply chain of having been sourced from the Far East or from the West. 
I'll, I'll really be glad to share with you what the plans that we'll be putting in place moving forward. Excellent. Let's have heard that. Kanya heard that. We'll have you back. Not for long. Thank you very much. Excellent. Thank you so much. Tom Kwanazi, CEO of the Wholesale and Retail Sector.